time now for us to introduce our guest for today. He is the director of the upcoming stage show Barnum the Circus Musical, and uh, we've got him on the line right now. Hello, Tyron Park. Hello, nice to be here. Yes, it's very good to have you on the show today, and yeah, thank you for making the time to speak to us. It's a pleasure. It's the day before we start rehearsals, so I'm surrounded by books and all sorts of things on Barnum, so it's nice to get my head out of that for a moment and actually talk to somebody. <laughs> right, okay, and do you think you're all prepared for rehearsals? Have you got everything set up and ready to go? Look, we've been talking about this show for 18 months, so in a way, we just want to get in the room and do it, you know? Always prepared, but always kind of, you know, doing last-minute checks to make sure because there's a lot of elements to this show it's a pretty big show i can imagine yes now tyron audiences would already be familiar with pt barnum who is the central character of the show thanks to the movie the greatest showman but i understand the show you're directing it's sort of a different kettle of fish and it's actually been around for much longer yeah look the the thing about pt barnum he had this extraordinary life not necessarily always uh, of great integrity you know some good bits and bad bits but he had a huge life so I think whenever anyone does anything about Barnum they basically pick six events out of the 28 that happened in his life and try and go what is this about and so this piece was written in the 70s actually and was a huge Broadway hit it has a lot of similarities with The Greatest Showman in terms of the characters a lot of the same characters are in both but the approach is quite different and it's got a fabulous Broadway score by the guy who wrote Switch and it's written by another guy who wrote um, 42nd Street and it's all done through circus so the whole production is done through circus and it is as I said there are elements that are similar in terms of the story it's the same man but this particular piece is kind of more about you know what it is to kind of always be chasing fame really and what the cost of that is which is a little different from what the film was so yes the the greatest showman was sort of a film that romanticized barnum whereas from what i understand you're saying you sort of try to address his shady past and the things that he's not so proud of yeah look i also don't think that that's how this production was originally written either but i think there's something about looking at it now in 2019 and kind of saying, what have we got to learn from this piece now? And for me, it is a man in the middle of a circus ring kind of defending his choices over the course of two and a half hours and explaining his life through circus. And it was a very colourful life, so it really works and it's wonderful and got great music and, you know, a huge spectacle. But it is him sort of saying, this is what I did and, you know, some of that I regret. Did you sort of face any difficulties in especially developing it for an Australian audience? Yeah, I think so. Look, I think, you know, the piece in the 70s was written to kind of celebrate America and celebrate a part of circus that I'm not sure we want to celebrate anymore. It's very outdated circus and I'm not sure that any of us are particularly interested in spending a whole evening celebrating America right now. Um, so then it's partially my job to go, well, what, what is this about? Why do audiences get on board with this? Yes, it's got great music. Yes, it's got great stars, all that wonderful stuff. But for me, it becomes, you know, in 2019, it's less about America and more about the pressures that we face these days of just trying to remain current. Uh, and that's everywhere, you know, like even through social media and all of that. I mean, I haven't updated the piece, but I think, you know, one thing that Todd McKenney said to me yesterday, he said, I'm really interested in who Barnum is without his audience, because there are times that that is 
threatened to take away from him. And I think there's something about we always have an audience now. We're always on Instagram and our lives are being so broadcast. And there's a part of that, there's a shadow to that that I found really interesting in the piece. Yeah, definitely. We've mentioned quite a lot that this has definitely a, a sort of circus centric approach so there's an amazing ensemble cast that you have that are renowned for their circus arts but for those who for aren't so much do the other members of the cast sort of have to upskill for the circus aspect of the musical <laughs> yeah they certainly do yeah. look at all t- <laughs> i mean it's amazing i keep getting videos of people on tightrope walking and all of these things that people have started to learn in the preparation but the story is told through circus so he tells the elements of his life and then the troupe come on and we're producing this in conjunction with NICA, the National Institute of Circus Arts. So we're using all of their equipment and their skills. But, I mean, there's a great story that there's a young man called Josh Reckless who's playing Tom Thumb and I was working with him on a musical last year in Perth and I said to him, do you have any circus skills, do you know? Because I thought he'd be quite right for that role. And every time I came into rehearsals over there for that show, he'd always be kind of standing on his hands or juggling or just kind of showing me that, <laughs> that he could do a few things. And he's one of our kind of music theatre troupe, but, you know, our circus people have to be singing and dancing and our music theatre trained people have to be doing circus skills. So it's a really big show. It's really exciting in that way too because everyone is extending themselves. And you just mentioned Tom Thumb there. So part of the entire musicals there's there's such a broad spectrum of let's say colorful characters all shapes (laughs) and sizes from you know a few inches to an elephant um (laughs) how how did production kind of cope with that were there any challenges in the set and costume design Huge challenges. Um, Our set and costume designer is the same person, Dan Barber, and he's looking very thin at the moment. I think he's just like completely (laughs) consumed by Barnum. I just wanted to have all the colour of the circus and of his life, but I also wanted to do it in a way that was not necessarily shown for us. Like, in my vision for this piece, it is a man in a circus ring by himself telling us a story, and the world comes alive around him. And so each of the circus characters has a really archetypal kind of role we've got a gypsy and an albino clown and the designer found some really specific things and the elephant is sort of I don't want to give too much away with the elephant obviously we're not having an elephant on stage but one of the things I love about the theatre is you go and you want to suspend your disbelief you know you want to you want to suspend that you want to go I don't want to see an actual elephant I'll go to the zoo for that show me how you're going to make it how are you going to what are you going to create that makes this occur and like you say it's, it's huge things we have to create and that's part of the fun of the piece. Absolutely it is. Now Tyron you mentioned before or name dropped rather Todd McKinney who is playing the lead role of P.T. Barnum. Why is he perfect for the role? (laughs) Yeah I name drop him all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Look he's so perfect for the role. Look there aren't that many people honestly who can play this. This role was written for a man called Jim Dale but it's always been performed by really amazing performers. Um, Michael Crawford did it in London and Reg Livermore did it in the first production in Australia. They have to be so skilled. They not only have to be able to sing, act and dance, and and I don't think we've got any doubt that Todd can do that. I mean, he's proven that for years. But he has to have a very particular... Oh, and he has to be able to do all the circus stunts as well. And the thing we know about Todd is when he commits, he commits 100%. And, you know, he's got a tightrope in his backyard at the moment that he does every day. And also beyond that, even beyond all of that, he has to be able to talk to an audience 
because the wonderful thing about setting in a circus is there's no barrier between the audience and the performers. And Todd was so wonderful doing Peter Allen and The Boy From Oz. And he has a wonderful knack of just communicating with an audience. So for me, there really is no other choice. It had to be Todd McKenney. So what we didn't know was that he dreamed of playing the role for so many years. And so we're very lucky that it's all aligned and that he's doing it. Yeah, I did want to mention, so Todd has been known to say that this was a bucket list item for him. Um, I mean, was it the same for you? And if not, are there sort of any bucket list agendas that you have? Yeah, it's been on my list for ages. Yeah. I just never thought I would be able to do it because of the circus requirements. But about five years ago, I was asked to go on a panel for Cirque du Soleil and they needed an outside director. And the circus director there was a guy called Sebastian Hunter who sat next to me. And by the end of the first day, I said to him, I've always wanted to do this piece called Barnum, but I wouldn't be able to do it without someone like you. One day I want to do it with you. And he's the circus director on the piece for this production, which is amazing. Oh, um, so it's always been a huge wish list for me because it's got an exuberance and a joy and, you know, we've also found a shadow to it, but I feel like circus has changed so much and what you can portray through circus, particularly with the kinds of people like Sebastian who's worked for Cirque du Soleil for so many years internationally, and it's such a beautiful way of telling a story. So it's been sitting at the top of my bucket list for a long time, just so thrilled that it's actually happening. Well, that's great to hear, Tyrant. Now, can you tell us before we let you go when your show will be playing in Melbourne and where it will be playing? Yes. It opens at the Comedy Theatre in the city. The first preview is on the 27th of April. I never want to know when it opens, so I don't ask those questions. I just go, ah... Me out, you know? uh, at some point when I walk to the theatre, people will be wearing suits and I'll go, oh, it must be opening night. Um, but I know it starts on the 27th of April and uh, has a very limited season. I mean, I think it's five weeks. It's the only time we could get Todd McKenney and Rachel Beck and all these amazing people in a room together and uh, it's not going anywhere else. So book your tickets, really. Yes, and Tyron, is there a website where we can go to book those tickets or if you want more information about the show? Um, yes, and I'm someone who's supposed to know that information and I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I know if you just look up Barnum, I think it's Barnum in Oz, um, Barnum Oz, uh, I know it's something like that, but certainly if you put Barnum in Melbourne, all the information will come up and it will lead you to the, the website. That's it. And of course, we will post those links on all of our socials uh, later this evening. Tyron Park, thank you very much for joining us on today's show. All the best with rehearsals. And we look forward to seeing Barnum the Circus Musical once it comes to Melbourne. Pleasure. Thanks so much for having me, guys. As a footnote to that interview, you can look for and purchase tickets at the official website, which is barnumthemusical.com.au. And they are also available through Ticketmaster.